everyone, and welcome back to Nerds Adulting. Today is a very special episode because we're going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Today, it's just Josh and myself, Peter. Josh, what is up? What's going on, man? How you been? How you doing? Hello. Hello. Hello, Peter. I am very excited to have this conversation with you. Are you? Yeah. I have, I have things to say. Oh, really? I have things to well, say, too. Well, they're not, like, all bad. It's just little... It's not really, like, anything breaking. It's more like... I wish they had not done that. Really? That's surprising. I had... So, before caveat, I had no idea how Josh felt about this. We have not talked about it since uh, it released. I have my thoughts, and I I figure we're a nerd show, and even though I'm not a big comic book guy, I am a movie guy, and I love comic book movies and so i feel like this everyone and their mama is talking about this so i you know i just feel like it's, it's fitting for us to discuss this movie so before we get into that i just want to know what you've been up to the past couple days so what you've been since we last recorded so what have you been up to what have you been doing so been working i've barely been playing video games or even streaming in general for that matter um I was gonna say, but, yeah, you've been. I haven't seen you pop. Like, I haven't seen your names pop up on any of the stuff that we play. Like, I, I was gonna say, you you've been kind of quiet on the on the yeah, gaming front. I don't. I figure you've been busy. I, just, <laughs> just, I mean, I have been. I have been very. Hey, you busy. got a fresh new thirty seventy. You know, like yeah, <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm. I could just make the announcement here, right? Yeah, it's man. Oh, that's right. You crazy. have an announcement that I don't even know about yet. You wouldn't tell me or Ruthie, yep. but Ruthie's not here today. She had other things that she had to attend to. So, yep. April and I have bought a house. Woo! So we're pretty excited. But God, is it frustrating? <laughs> because it's like we're not buying a house that's established already. Oh. We're like having it built. Okay. And so it should be done by the end of by the by the middle of April, we'd be signing in and closing everything and moving in like around the 16th. Pretty excited. That's however, awesome, man. However, all of the since we're new home buyers, so we've never done this before, there's a lot of things that we <laughs> did not prepare for. That we're like, for example, there's no refrigerator. So we have to mm. like figure out how to get all that stuff. Being surprised with how much money our closing costs will be. Like learning what closing costs are. <laughs> <laughs> like basically all of these things. Basically going into it. With a, a good attitude, but sorely unprepared in terms of understanding what the process is. And I'm pretty sure whoever's like our contact is with the builders totally hustled us. But <laughs> it's not I'm not it's not like I'm unhappy with the hustling, but it was definitely some hustle, like definitely. Oh, there's another couple that came in 20 minutes after you and asked about the house. And we were like, like we got oh my god, we got to, oh my god, we got to buy this now. We got to sign right now, dude. <laughs> so, and then like after we were done, I was like, there was no couple. She's a liar. Like, yeah, no. So, just being, uh, we're excited, but we're stressed. We have to have a fence put up because I don't have time to be walking my dogs at four in the morning every day. <laughs> You could get a leash, so, man. Get a nice long leash because I'm, I'm assuming it's a nice new area and just stick it into the get one of those things that sticks into the ground and just put them out there. Well, well, Django weighs 98 pounds. Well, I have a Rottweiler that weighs about 150 pounds and she's fine, but she's tied to a concrete wall. So 
Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, <laughs> or like a, brick a wire wall. post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome, yeah. man. I can totally relate because I just you know I, we just bought our house in July. We were actually going to have our house built as well. So it came down to two: either this house we wanted to be built, which was same kind of experience as you. I already had purchased a home before, so I kind of had a, at least experienced it once. And then mm-hmm. we we're looking at this other house that we actually that I'm, I live in now, and I'm kind of happy the way it turned out. We they accepted our offer on this house because I would would have just been moving into that built house in like January because they were they were not ready for they had no lots yet and they they were still building houses. So, but I totally understand that experience when you're looking at all the stuff and all your options you can pick, yeah. and then you look at how much it's going to cost, and you're kind of like, damn, that's kind of expensive. Like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Well, that's awesome, man. Well, congratulations. Yep. Uh, when did you say you're yes. probably going to be moving? The middle of April. April. Cool. Awesome. Maybe like I can... April, April, April 16th, 17th. Hmm. Yeah, I might take a road trip and help you move. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that so much. <laughs> we'll keep our you distance. No we'll keep COVID. We'll make it COVID kosher. So we'll make sure. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which. I got my first dose of the Pfizer vaccine um, on Friday. So, oh, really? I think yeah. April is, already got her two shots. I have received no shots. Mm. I was going to wonder because my, my friend who lives in Florida uh, and he's in the Marine Corps got his shot. I think it's Pfizer as well. So I was wondering what they were doing for, for Army people. I mean, you're training uh, soldiers. Well, so I was like, are they giving well, Army soldiers the Yeah, they are program? giving it to us. They are giving it to us. Believe it or not, in terms of uh, the whole vaccine thing, the U.S. Army has like the lowest numbers <laughs> of like even the civilian population. Yeah. Like, because a lot of people are like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, hey, but I haven't done it, but it's not because I'm like, I don't want to. It's more like we've had such a high operational tempo that I just have not done it. We just yeah. haven't done it. Well, good news is I only had some few minor body aches. Stuff. and uh yeah. and I'm, I'm good now so it's been two days so i feel pretty normal i've heard the second pfizer dose can be can knock you on your ass is what i've been told so we'll see what happens well, i don't know about pfizer i don't remember exactly which one it was that april got but she did get them both and she seemed fine she was kind of just like lethargic yeah yeah i could see that that's one of the, the uh tiredness is like one of the symptoms yeah of- but she, but generally she seemed fine. She didn't have a fever. She didn't yeah. like have like the sniffles even or coughing. Like she was fine. She just felt like I don't want to go to work today. But then again, who wants to go to work? Yeah, nobody wants to go to work. For Unless me, though, I got like a super dope job, which good, actually good, good for those people. I mean, since I get to work from home, it's more of just kind of like a running joke. Like I don't want to get up and go to work, you know. But um, I don't want to walk yeah. into my office. Yeah, my commute is terrible now. I have to, I have to get dressed. 13 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put clothes on. At least I, all, I, all, I, all I need is a shirt, right? It's just from neck, from shoulder down, I'm good. Actually, this shirt is what I wear in meetings, and I just, it's a cutoff top, so you can see my well, nipples how often do you have on me- down. How often do you have meetings? <laughs> oh, God, dude, I'm in meetings every day. Like, every day I have at least, at minimum, one meeting. So it's just, mm. just like that environment that I'm in. You know, like, I, I am in a high... I provide a lot of guidance and consultation revolving around security and policies for the university. So make sure everyone, everyone's like want to make sure they're doing the right thing. So they contact us. That's one of the big par- parts of my job is to make sure people are adhering to the university policies and, and the, tying them into with the privacy uh, people to make sure that they're following the privacy stuff. So 
The only thing I'll add is I did make Twitch affiliate. I don't know why that blank. I made Twitch affiliate. Yes, that's right. Congratulations. So, I was you. your first subscriber. That's right. <laughs> I Josh will hold pops. this always. <laughs> Josh uh, holds my subscriber V card. So thank you for that. If it was going to be anybody, I'm glad it was you. Um, yes, absolutely. But yeah, so I've been streaming more consistently now. And just, I mean, I'm not, I don't have a ton of viewers. And you know, I have like four to five, which I'm grateful for. You know, usually people from our Discord. So uh, check the Discord mm-hmm. in the in the description and come join us. Come hang out. Just did a couple giveaways. So all right, I don't have anything else to add. I want to get into the main topic of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Are you ready? Is there anything that we missed? Nope. Okay. I'm totally down. So I'm gonna caveat this or start this with a caveat that this is just a discussion. I have no like notes. I have no direction. This is just. Two friends hanging out and having discussion about this film. Kind of the route I wanted to take with this. I just wanted to do like a free flow type of thing. So, And like I said, I'm not a huge comic book guy. I don't think you are either. Are you? Are you? I mean, I've read comic books. Okay. So you probably read more than I have. I just actually just now have been getting into no, comics. No, probably not. You wouldn't consider, yourself, right, you like wouldn't consider a, yourself a huge comic guy, would you? Right. No. I yeah. mean, I understand that there's a lot of things probably that are featured in the comic regarding this topic that I, out of ignorance, do not understand in regards to the film. Starting it off, I want to know what were your first thoughts at the end? Like when the, when the credits finally rolled and you just sat there after the four hours and two minutes or whatever, the four hours and whatever it is, what did you think? So my initial reaction when the credits started rolling, I was like, good. Yep, that was a lot better of a film than the previous one. A lot. It it was just, I was was satisfied. I wasn't upset. There was more like, I remember watching like Justice League, the the original. You just watched that recently, didn't you? Yes, I watched watched it with my wife. And my wife has no basis of comparison either. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's not really into the DC universe stuff so she's like who's that person like asking me questions and i have to elaborate or pause <laughs> but regardless um at the end of the film the film might be like yeah that was cool my wife is like what the heck was that like what no uh, it's, what was the point of this like what is this like why did they do that this way like even she was like no very much unimpressed but then we saw this film and that had been my second time watching it um, and I was even more like dug into the idea of like, yeah, this is not good. And then we watched the Snyder cut and I was like, that was pretty good. My wife was like, yeah, that was a lot better. She like understood the purpose of why everything like why they she was like, didn't we already watch this movie? And I was like, yeah, but this is I had to explain to her. And she was like, ah, OK. And then at the end, she was like, yep, they're definitely worth it. Taking the time and millions of dollars to fix it because, oh, my goodness. You know, I would say that I had the very same feeling, but I felt it throughout the entire movie. Everything that was happening in that movie, I was like, okay, wow, yeah, I'm feeling this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. And at the end, I was like, man, there's, I really liked that. I really enjoyed this movie. Like, I didn't, I didn't jump for joy and go, oh my God, like I typically do, like I'd done with the MCU movies. Like, after I watched Infinity War and Endgame, like, I, my, I, that that's a whole different like scenario because of all the buildup and stuff. But 
the main takeaway had takeaway I had with this movie was the flow of this movie was near perfection. Like the pace of this movie, even though it was almost like a slow burn and 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 whatnot, I felt like the pace of this movie was almost perfect. When you look, go back and watch the original Justice League movie, just shit's just happening scene after scene, jumping from here to here. And it's just kind of like, it feels like a rush to get to the end of the movie, right? That's how the first Justice League felt to me. This one felt like a, a slowly paced, like I have a story to tell, um, and it was done really, really well. And that was my main takeaway from, from the movie. And that just, and I was kind of like, I went in to watch this movie like this is my next question to you i went in going into this movie just no expectations like i'm not a, i'm not a release the snyder cut that's not me you know like i'm not like all right. like up <clears throat> Zack snyder's butthole i was happy that <laughs> <laughs> i was happy that they were they were he got a chance to do this because of the horrible circumstances of why he had to leave the last movie with his his child passing away which is just god awful yeah and, and uh, so I was really happy for him and for for him to realize his vision. So that being said, what was your what were, what was your thoughts going into the movie? Like, what how did you um, with everything that all the movies have released? Like, what was your thinking before the movie? Uh, you went in to actually sit down and watch this movie. So I remember when it first started, it was like this uh, film has been formatted for four point three, the original way that jo- that Zack Snyder had intended. I was like, oh, it's not sixteen point nine. Hmm, that's interesting. And then my wife was like, what does that mean? And I was like, it means it's not going to take up the whole screen. It's going to have like cutoffs on the end. And she was like, oh, okay. And to be honest, like, I didn't even notice it. No, it's funny. Like, before you, after, a your... while, after a while, you get into it and you just don't, it just it disappears. You don't even so, notice it. That's funny you mentioned it because when I first turned on the movie, I was like, immediately i was like the fuck's going on here i was like that's our grandma right, right, remote right, right. i was like turning my tv off and i turned it in i was like i googled you know four three aspect ratio zack Snyder's justice league and then i found out that that was it i was like why but then you're right you don't notice it but anyways yeah it, yeah, disappe- what, it just disappears yeah you just but get also, sucked in the movie so like i'm not i love superman like i love superman is one of my favorite superheroes ever right because he's not made like he's born that way. So like I like that's why I like his his the aspect of his character. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't really have I'm not like crazy about any like Marvel films. I'm sorry, DC films, and I never really have. I always find them to be like like for example, you look at MCU stuff and they have like everything is like colorful and vibrant and then you see DC films and they're always like dark and brooding and all of them are like that. They have this weird like dark haze over them. And then like there's no real there's such a contrast of colors in the MCU films that's like really tangible. And this film carries the same thing. It's still very very much it's dark. dark. It's rated R. It's actually no, no, no. I don't I don't mean dark like that. I mean like right, visually right, right, dark. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean is... in general both. It's a fairly dark movie. There's not like the the weed in comedy you know, Josh Whedon's comedy that was in his cut is nowhere to be found almost. I can't think of any scene that made me kind of chuckle like how Whedon does in his, you know. So actually, um, maybe I'll save that for later. But 
I didn't mind some things in the Joss Whedon, like the comedy stuff that he wrote, like those little like icebreaker stuff. Like, yeah. But like, definitely there was some stuff in there that I was like, I don't, we don't need that. Yeah. I think what was the line where in Superman at the end in Whedon's cut, when Whedon, when Superman and Cyborg, like they fall down at the end and Superman, I forgot the line. He says something at the end there. And it, I just felt like that was kind of, kind of silly. But I did like the line in Whedon's cut when Batman meets Diana in the first time in the movie. He's like, you know, I spent millions of dollars on this security system. And she just walks right in. And then the Flash. He's like, he yeah, does, you got your money's worth because I was in in like a minute. It yeah. took me like a few, like 30 seconds or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the Flash, uh, when he when he like writes the, on that dude's face that's annoying him at the prison, I thought that was kind of funny. But it's it's very. Oh, see. I actually didn't like that. Oh no! I kind of put, thing. but one thing, I, one thing that I did like about that his about the the comedy set that they used with the Flash was when he was like, "I need friends," mm-hmm. and he that was, was a good like, scene. "Yeah," but then they shortened it, and they didn't have the whole like when he's like, "Like I have like social issues, like I have problems meeting people." something along the lines like that. And he's like, like brunch, like what is brunch? Like I remember in the Josh Whedon, in the Josh Whedon version being like, yeah, that's funny. Like that's, that's a great way to conceptualize, like expand on a character, like give you like the rough and tough of what that character's like. I mean, the film manages to portray it anyways, later on in the film, um, the Snyder cut does, but I wish that they had kept that. If they were to keep anything from the flesh was at least like that whole brunch situation. Yeah. I call it the speed force. It makes me a, a <laughs> tunnel for a black hole for snacks. So it's like you have to cut that out, but you have to super product place this Mercedes that Batman is driving. Like I hated that in both movies. You know, that's funny. Snyder you just brought that up. Josh Whedon cut. I was just thinking in my head. I was like, now I'm like, I'm like, wait, which version was that in? Like, because I remember I just watched the other, the Whedon cut and I was like, wait, now I'm talking about that scene. I'm blurring the two together. Like that wasn't, wait, that wasn't in the Snyder cut, was it? But um, but the Mercedes stuff. Yeah, the Mercedes and the pizza. When he was talking about, I I you know I go through so a lot of pizza, calories. The pizza. When he talks about going through Mercedes, a lot. Yeah, I'm a black hole for snacks. And yeah. the sna- and the Mercedes product placement is in the Snyder cut. Okay, so that's in this. Okay, see, that's why I, I knew I shouldn't. I wanted to watch the movie for this podcast just so I had something to, to to go off of. But then it just fucked up my whole thing of like which movie was yeah. which in certain scenes. But yeah. That actually okay. That's a good. That's a good uh, thing to go into is talk about what we did like, because I feel like there's yeah. more likes for me than there was dislikes. I did have a couple of dislikes. They're not huge, but there are things that I just I just did not like. Um, so we talking we're talking about the Flash, who's played by Ezra Miller, who did I think a fantastic job of portraying the character and was just really great. Uh, he just jumps out at the screen at you in his scenes, but yeah, I just gotta, his whole arc. His whole arc in the film is good. Yeah. I gotta say, man, that scene that wasn't in Whedon's cut when he rescues—like yeah. that scene—blew me away. Like it was so yeah. well done, and the lines were so perfect when he comes back and he's like, "Oh, I have a hot dog with a treat," and I like to give him the dogs, and they're being good, you know. And it's just like, and then his also what I really liked was a longer version of his conversation with his father in prison. Like I felt yeah. that conversation. Whereas in if you go back to the Whedon cut, it's like wham bam, peace out, fuck you, Billy Crudup, we don't care about you. Yeah, you know? like when we were watching that, when we, when my wife and I were watching it, we were definitely like, why is he in prison? 
Yeah, for, did they even mention it, right? Did they mention no, it? Yeah, not in the Bruce, Josh Whedon cut. Bruce mentioned it before they cut to that scene in the Whedon cut. I remember that. I don't, I don't remember yeah, that. Because he said, oh, he's in prison for murdering his father, but uh, he was so young, people don't want to believe him because, you know, whatever. But that's that's how they they broke that. So I felt like a lot of deliveries in the Whedon cut just didn't feel right, but everything went so well. So then movie. he's in prison for something different in the Snyder cut. No, it's the same thing. It's just Bruce. No. Nope. Snyder cut, he's in prison for murdering his mother. For murdering his his mother or wife. You just said that Bruce says in the Whedon cut that he says he's in prison for murdering his father. Well, sorry, for his mother. He's in prison. He's It's the same premise, but same same thing. Bruce and Alfred deliver that information in the Whedon cut. In the Snyder cut, we get it like almost naturally from the conversation. And the right. struggles with him, reason why he's he's he wants to go to law school, a criminal justice degree, you know, like, so that he can get him out. Right. Yep. So that was that's so well done. I don't understand why we need to have Alfred and Bruce Wayne tell us that, but that's another thing that I like. So going off the positives, what what else besides that? Those, those are the ones that I'm starting off with. I have I have more, but going off of that, what else? Let's see. I liked I liked Steppenwolf's redesign. I'll tell you that. He looked so incrementally better than in the original film. Even though in the original uh, cut, I didn't mind his appearance, but I definitely perceived him as being more threatening in the Snyder Cut. It was definitely more imposing. Him as a character was more imposing. And he was a lot more like, I felt like, yeah, this is a, this is a strong dude, like the way it's meant to be. when. In the first film, yeah, he's kind of strong, but he kind of like, what's his deal, man? Like, what's going on with you? But then in the in the Snyder Cut, I was like, whoa, like, he's a bad dude. And there was so much more violence in the Snyder Cut. Like, he was just hacking people in half, and blood was just shooting everywhere. And I was like, whoa, this is violent. <laughs> like, Well, the Amazonian fight scene was dope as fuck. Like, I okay. was... I was all okay. in that. So. Which was like you, two minutes. It was like two minutes long in the Whedon cut. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was it's just yeah, like, I so, watched I'm like, why the hell was this not longer? It was yeah, so good. So I, in the Whedon cut and the Snyder cut, hated when the mother box, when Steppenwolf arrives and the mother box like blows up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they Both scenes are the same. They didn't change them. It's just longer. They added more action. Well, no, 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 no. No, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. The specific scene when he arrives, okay. like literally yeah, yeah, that yeah. specific frame when he arrives and the box like they're like Bruh. it blows up and he arrives or whatever. So when that happens, the Amazons are surrounding the box, right? But their position of attention in relation to the box, I can show you visually on camera because we're looking at each other right yeah. now <laughs> talking. <laughs> but I can't articulate it to the viewers. It's like, they're not looking at the box. There's like their depth is off of where the box is. So like they're looking 90 degrees in the background. They're looking like perpetually away or like in line parallel with mm. the box instead of looking at it. It, it looks like somebody was like, shot. the box will be here. The box yeah. is going to be here. And the actresses either didn't understand or they changed the position of the box later after the film, after the scene was shot. And they were like, Fuck it, just blur them. 
and people won't notice. I noticed, all right? I noticed. That sounds like a very minor thing, though, to be upset about. Yes, it, but it bothers me every time because it's so <laughs> like prominent. Once you see it, yeah. you can't unsee it, and you will see it every time after that. But that's, that scene is a matter of seconds. It's not like a big, you know, long scene. Whatever. I get it. I get your gripe Yeah, but it's it. a multi-million dollar movie, all right? I, I get your gripe with it. Mistakes happen. <laughs> Mistakes were made. <laughs> yes. But that scene was really... And that, that was also, that's interesting. I think, like, that was almost... Well, I want to say that was an hour into the movie... I don't have my notes on me, but I want to say oh, it was when like that a, happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had no introduction to Steppenwolf. And that was one of the things that I liked that was really well done was how. So in the Whedon cut, Diana just shows up. Wonder Woman just shows up and it's like, oh, yeah, Bruce, this is what this is what we're fighting against. Right. Just no context. He just knows it all. And Snyder's cut. They after this, um, I think it was her mother that shoots that arrow. She goes, finds it, and then she discovers the truth yeah, that, or the story the arrow of, of Artemis, Artemis is <clears throat> yes. or whatever. And so the flame of Artemis, that's how she knows about it. And then she, that's how she learns about it. And then she goes, yeah, back she to goes into the crypt. Yes. And, and like I, finds all that stuff. Yeah. And I liked that, how that, how they show that. And also too, one thing I got to say is, man, say what you will about Zack Snyder, but that dude can shoot slow-mo action. Like that dude knows yeah. how to do slow-mo action sequences. Cause there's so much of it in this movie, but it's all like really well done. And yeah. <laughs> it just reminded me of, uh, of, um, 300. Cause you know, he, he directed yeah. that and it just, all the stuff, all the cool action sequences sort of called back to me to, to 300, but that dude can shoot, he can shoot slow, slow-mo action sequences. So what did you think about a uh, dark side? I'll get that correct today. what did you think about the introduction of dark side? You already I mentioned that- Steppenwolf. So I think he got his shit rocked by Ares and then Superman like could have way more rocked his shit and did not. Dark side visually is cool. Dark side visually is cool. It's cool to look at. And I like actually that they changed the whole flashback sequence when she's like, there was a war of Atlanteans and men and gods and Amazons. And I'm glad that it was him and not Steppenwolf. However, they never articulate why Steppenwolf is banned, what his betrayal is in the film. So I'm like, that's cool, but why is he banned? I, so I'll go the other way with that. That that actually gave us his motivations, though. Like, we actually kind of understood yeah. why he's yeah. so hell-bent on destroying. Like, I think in the Whedon cut, it was all of him just like, this is the only world I couldn't conquer. And then that's why I'm so mad. This one, it was like, man, this dude, he fucked up and he's trying to get back to his home world, you know, and he's like, you know, he's held to Darkseid's uh, whim. You know, he has to please this guy so he can get out of it. So I actually, and the way it's like eyes teared up and the way you saw some of the emotion, he's just like, I liked that because I got the motivations for him as to why he's doing it. You know, I don't even remember the, the what is it, the the life the anti-life equation. I don't even remember that being in the in the it's not. mentioned at all in the you see the lines in that scene you were talking about, but I don't think it was ever mentioned at all. In that you mean movie. in the so, Whedon cut? Yes, an original cut. Yeah, Whedon cut. So it's I don't think the lines were ever shown or even I don't even remember it's if they talked about. You see it in in that big battle, like that you're talking about where Steppenwolf is there and not Dark Side. You see those lines in there, but they don't ever explain what they are. They don't really explain what it is in in the in this one, but we know it's the anti life equation. But in the Whedon cut, we didn't even know what it was at all. Right. Another thing that bothered me. One thing that bothered me was like, how do you forget 
He's like, I found the planet. How do you forget? Well, that's a good point. You know, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good point. You think Dark Side would I know found that? The, I found the planet where there. the anti life equation is. Is like, did you leave? Can it be left? Is it a physical thing? Do you have to pick it up after? Do you have to like get a detail of guys with brooms and uns- and sweep it out of the dirt in order to fucking get it back? You can't use it as many times as you want. I don't know anything about comic books in terms of in this respect, so please forgive me. Because like I say, nerds <laughs> can be mean, dude, when it comes to the things that they like. I'm just looking at an objective. I have a base knowledge of superheroes and I have a base knowledge of DC and I have a base understanding of what everybody is and where their positions are and who they are. Like, I got it. But can you not just, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I don't know enough. All I know is like thinking like logically about it. What do you mean? How do you forget where that is? Yeah. You were literally there with an armada. Is there no log in the year? Seven billion of the first whatever age, we went to Earth and Darkseid got his fucking shit rocked by a guy with pointy hat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that's, I, yeah, so- I didn't. I never even it didn't even occur to me now. Now that you brought it up, but it does. I don't. Rec- I don't recall them ever stating as to why this is a revelation to Darkseid when Steppenwolf tells him this. Because in that scene, he looks like he's found the anti-life equation because he hammers into the ground and you see that same thing, that same pattern of lava show up in the, in the ground. And we didn't, and yeah. that pattern a, of light or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it was. That's, that's, I didn't think about that. And that, yeah, that is a big gaping hole now that, now that you mentioned. But what is it also? Like, that's another thing. Like, what does it do? It's the is anti-life equation. Articulated? The anti-life equation. I hate you. <laughs> is it, so is this something that's going to be like articulated in a later film? It has to be. You know, that's a good point that you bring, that you brought up that I, I kind of want to talk about how this kind of that kind of blends into my dislikes of the movie. Like I said, there's a lot of likes that I like, um, likes that I like. Oh yeah, good quality content you get on this podcast. The likes that I like, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the likes that I me gusta. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we're bilingual on Nerds Adulting Podcast. Um, no, but. So there's a lot of stuff that I did enjoy from this movie, and I want to stick with that just for a little bit longer. Cyborg. So I felt like Cyborg's story with his father and like his his struggles with you know him being turned into this or whatever was sort of like the the soul of the movie. If that makes sense. Yeah, but also I I appreciate how much they downplayed it. Right, it wasn't like force fed to us, but it was sort of like the backdrop. But it's it's felt just felt really well done, and and we got so this is a thing that I think that I think Justice League sort of struggled with was that with you compare it to MCU, you got all these characters right, and you kind of gotta introduce these characters. One, we had never got a Flash movie, we had never received a Cyborg movie, so you're doing a team up movie with essentially I don't even think Wonder Woman had I don't remember the the release if Wonder Woman had come out yet maybe maybe it was but we'll just stick with the Flash and Cyborg cuz I know that there was no movie before this this came out but whereas MCU every single character except for Hawkeye and Black Widow Black Widow but essentially the main players in the in the first Avengers movie we all had fleshed out movies we all knew about them so going into that movie you really didn't we didn't need backstories of these other people where this well, movie uh Black Widow's getting one 
after she, the fact. Right, she's yeah, this is like years. This, that was 2010. This is 10 years later, I think, when Avengers came out. Avengers came out in like 2009, 2010, the original one. But there was also four or five years of movies before that. So this is where I, I think that the struggle was with Justice League is you had these characters who were the main points of the movie that you also had to introduce to the audience and explain to them their backstory. So you're essentially, I think that's what this movie did so well, is you took you took the Flash, Flash's backstory, or sort of, inter- not necessarily a backstory, but introducing him as a character, and then you took Cyborg's backstory, introduced him as a character, all in one movie, whereas in like MCU, you had a bunch of other movies for these characters. And that's what I think what Zack Snyder's version did so well, is he gave us those characters, brought them into this universe, and it made sense. Even though it was, and that's one of the reasons why the movie had to be, I think, four hours long. And then that's what I, right. that's what, that's what I was getting at. So I really liked the cyborg. I I liked I don't remember the football game was kind of cool, like the slow mo stuff that they showed with the the Gotham, uh, whatever university he went to, and his mother. We got to see more of his mother, and then the stuff inside the mother box or inside his brain, what's going on? That was all really well done. I just really enjoyed it. I appreciated how much they cut out of cyborg stuff, and the things that they added. It gave more depth to yes. the character. It's a good word. Like to use. the whole, like the the whole, uh, no technology stands a chance against you. And he like gives it's such, it was actually, it actually kind of like choked me up a little bit when he like gives that woman all that money. It, yeah. 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 I remember being like, what a good dude. But at the same time, why are you saying fuck the world? Like you don't need to be saying that. If that's the kind of character you're well, being when you're giving out money to people, maybe. But maybe he's mad because that's kind of that's he's mad at the world because he's maybe blaming the world because she's in that situation because of the world. You know what I mean? Um. All right. So maybe. But he's I did. Just, I didn't. I did enjoy how much they cut away from him and like you. I hate you, Dad. I hate you so much. Like pretty much like there was that whole like I'm a teenager with all this angst, and then his dad gave him the recorder. And it kind of just like washed away all of that a little bit because he got to listen to him uninterrupted and raw like how he feels. I feel like that was pretty good. Yeah, I do. Was... And then the stuff with the Flash, I like how they fleshed out like his day to day a little better instead of. Oh, I don't know if you noticed they got rid of all his like anime weeb shit in his lair. Oh, did they? No, I didn't. I yeah, didn't yeah. That. <laughs> it's like in the Whedon cut, it's like on every screen, like. Every screen is like Zach is like nothing for New Weeding Cut is getting in my movie. Nothing <laughs> yeah. at all. Also, well, these are these are just like little gripes, but it's 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 more of like I enjoyed the film. The film is good, but there's just you know me, man. It's little things, little things oh. that push me over the edge, and I lose my mind. Okay, what's, so I, I'm I'm excited. Let's get into that right. then. Since you're already going there, I have my gripes too. Go go. Let's go into our gripes. Let's go into the things that kind of bothered you, that bugged you. Besides people not looking at the mother box. Well, there, there's also <laughs> things, things that things that bother me about the film just come up from us talking about it. Like, for example, the whole like, I don't know what the the life kill equation or the the anti life equation. Anti life equation. I mm. had no idea that that was something that bothered me. Like, and why is it still there? Can you not roll it you up? Know, like, until we started talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I think anti life equation. Just that name, kind of. I think you can put two and two together and sort of imagine what that would mean. But I guess the bigger question is what is Darkseid's 
Because like again, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a huge comic book person. I don't watch the Justice League cartoons. Like, what is Darkseid's motivations, and why is that important to him? The anti life equation. I get it. Yeah. Anti life equation sounds like some end all most powerful weapon in the universe. The 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 stones, you know, and the gauntlet. That's 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 his Thanos gauntlet. You know, that's what that is. And it's not fleshed out and explained. But I'm kind of kind of leads me. I want to know more about what's Darkseid's motivations. Why does he want this? powerful weapon you know i'm with you on that i don't know it's just weird and then how would you not remember like how would you not like (laughs) that's really bugging you on (laughs) if it's something you're looking for right the huge moment in his history yeah i guess right he's like yo did anybody make a note of the planet nah dude we all forgot maybe he didn't know it was the anti-life equation right then why else would he come to earth well because he's he's destroyer of worlds or whatever maybe wasn't he like wasn't he in search for it I, I guess so. I don't. I'm just saying. Maybe he. I know he like hit the thing and it turned it on and like or it looked like it was turning it on or, he or like revealed it. it or something. Yeah. yeah. But I will say, in defense of the movie itself, never once did it insinuate that he knew what it was. Well, it did insinuate he knew what it was because he turned it on, but it was never stated that what he was turning on that he knew it was the anti life equation. But that's another thing. So, and you're like. Is did he find it and turn it on, or did he place it there? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which see, is which is why the whole like thing comes up in my head. Like, do you have to pick it up and put it somewhere else? Like, <laughs> is it only here? What the fuck? <laughs> you know, it, it's it's funny, but uh, yeah, that 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 didn't bug me so much. I mean, I get it. I understand it now. Like why that would, that doesn't make sense. It seems like he should have known, you know, that that was there and not surprised when Steppenwolf found it or just because of mother boxes, right. the two mother boxes told him, cause I think it was the two at the time. Was so, there? Okay. What? what was no, go ahead. no, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm probably going to veer off. Like, cause I, Here's, so I don't know if you have anything more about this situation. Well, I'm still. I'm. We're just talking about our gripes right now. So, mm-hmm. is that where you're going with? Is that the next thing? You have another? Well, gripe? no. Yes, I. I am still continuing. What okay. did bother me? Go ahead. That's what we're here for. This is the. This is the part of the <laughs> okay. conversation. We're here to okay. tell the millions of listeners of our podcast what we don't <laughs> oh, like yeah, about seven point three billion people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know why the Amazons are banned? I don't. Do you? Okay. No. Okay. At least not comic book. They probably either. said it in Wonder Woman. I the think Amazon's, they banned... Amazon's the Amazon's betrayal. Like I pro it's that you're right. They probably did say it, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember it, remember it either. I thought they said they they decided they like secluded themselves because they didn't want to take part. Or they banned. Them. I don't know. I'm just totally speculating because I don't know the answer to that question. Right. 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 Okay. Where. These people come. The Earth is in danger. Is Zeus not a protector of Earth? That's a good one because I was just going to say is Ares we saw not Zeus a and Hercules? Is it a star? A Stardes? A star- Artemis? Not a Stardes. A Stardes is no, they were like deuces. War, is I'm Warhammer out. shit? Yeah. Uh, Artemis <laughs> good luck, or Earth. Uh, Apollo? Maybe I don't know who that per- that woman with the the bow and arrow. Who that was? No, man, Artemis they- maybe. Um. What I'm saying though is like, where where are you, dude? Like, it's a big deal. Like, this is happening. Does it take centuries? 
how did they know Darkseid was coming in the past? Because it seemed like they were there. They met. They all had a meeting over Zoom, and they were <laughs> like, "Hey, this bad guy's coming." There's some weird ships and stuff, and guys with swords and shields were like, "Yep, they fly. Yep, that's a thing." That had never seen a ship before in their whole lives because it's like three thousand years ago, and then somehow they're Italian. And it winds up buried in Italy. It's, it's just inconsistencies in terms of like how characters work. Like, oh, we can bring everybody together. Did it take a lot of? Uh, I mean, what happened? What happened between the Amazons and the Atlanteans? Like, bro, the Earth is at stake. Like, drop your shit, grab a weapon, let's go. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why these things happen. Everybody's like, oh no, they're still mad at each other. No, they're still mad. But the world's going to end and everybody's going to die anyways. Yeah, but they can't they can't push past it. They're they can't. They're not mature enough as a society. Yeah, you know that that stuff didn't really really bother me. Like it wasn't that that deep enough for me to say you know, like this doesn't make sense to me where I thought about it that much. Like in in the in the whole grand scheme of this movie. And I mean, I can I could see why you or other people would have issues with I that think, because I think about grand scheme stuff all the time. But I'm saying that that point in the, the whole like grand scheme of the movie, it just didn't felt like I didn't need more elaboration on those plot points. Like just knowing, okay, if there were some huge issues in the past between the Atlanteans and the Amazonians, whatever. But that was the only two people that were left presently anyway, and the Amazonians were secluded and they couldn't fight anyway if they wanted to. This is what I got from it. So like those two things. Regardless if Amazonians and Landians don't like each other, they can't fight together because the Amazonians are stuck in their little island. So that's why that right. didn't really bother me. Right, and but weren't they put there by Zeus? Like, why can't Zeus be like, hey, we need to come back? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it that, that that's a missing piece of information, but me as... I don't even think it's even about really that. It's more like, where was Zeus? He clearly exists. Yeah, I, I mean... I'm just saying oh. I understand your issue with that. I'm saying why I don't have an issue with that is all I'm saying because it wasn't that big of a deal to me watching it. Sitting there and watching that movie, it, it wasn't like – it just didn't didn't like – it was like one of those things you just think about after watching the movie. Like, oh, I kind of wonder like, what, what happened to Zeus. Ah, oh, well. you know That's just kind of like how I would take that. Like, oh, Zeus is – And then Ares. Ares too. Ares is the one that cleaved into – this guy's shoulder, you know, he's the one that. Well, yeah, apparently the god, something is the god of war. And then he goes back and he's like, yeah, I'll go back to Earth. I mean, yeah, and apparently. Th- no, I can't. I'm not going to go back. <laughs> Ares is there. I don't like that guy. Like. <laughs> OK, yeah, apparently something happened. But like I said. For me, it's it's like I don't need you to tell me that I don't need to do dive into this. I just want to I just want to, you know, keep telling the story that you're t- telling like that part of the story isn't really that relevant to me right mm. although i get to somebody like you who wants those details because imagine this is already a four hour long movie you know make I mean? it six i don't care just <laughs> flesh it out i don't care okay and so i guarantee you this was not going to be a four hour long movie if zach had to step away there's no way this would have been a four hour long movie there might have been a director's cut we might have got a zach sex Snyder's cut but um anyway all right let me get into what my a few of my dislikes the major dislikes that i have um, I all the things you say are valid, and I can see why people would gripe about them. I'm saying, from my point of view, it's not that big of a deal. 
my gripes that I had was Martian Manhunter and yep. the nightmare scene at the end of the movie. Yep. Those are my two major gripes because mm-hmm. the one scene, the lovely, just heartwarming and just gut-wrenching scene. I don't know. Can you do that together? Heartwarming and gut-wrenching at the same time. Uh, Lois Lane and Martha, Martha Clark, or Kent, sorry, Martha Kent, uh, Clark Kent's mother. Superman's mother. They had this wonderful meeting and you know they're grieving together and they're still dealing with the death of Superman, you know, and it's just like, oh, it just kind of tugs at your heart. And then Martha steps out into the hallway. Surprise, it's Martian Manhunter. Like, yep. just completely ruins that scene to me. Like, I, I maybe I'm missing something here, but I don't understand what Martian Manhunter achieves. By talking to Lois Lane as Martha, is there something there that I'm missing? Like Maybe I don't he needs to get information from her. I don't recall see, anything being see yeah. how she's doing mentally. You know what I mean? But why? I guess I just in this context of the movie, it just felt really weird and unnecessary. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like cut that part out of Martian Manhunter. And then you have a fantastic, just nice little scene in this movie, is what is right? Wouldn't that make sense? Well, that's how. But that conversation is how he learns that Lois Lane is the key. And then later he tells Bruce, he tells uh, Bruce Wayne that Lois Lane is the key. Also, why when Martian Manhunter appears at Bruce's place, Bruce is not like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> there's no connotation. Oh. Of the fact that they've met before, look, he doesn't even know his name, and he's just like, "Yeah, green guy at my house." Look, that can fly. you're Got it. if if I'm Bruce Wayne, I'm by myself. I'm just a normal dude. I've seen the shit that I've seen, and I see this dude floating, looks weird as fuck, coming to my little you know timeshare that I, that I got, whatever it is, and I see. I'm just like. I'd be the same way. I'd just be like, "All right, either I'm gonna die right now, or this guy's gonna be my my friend," because there's no way that him as Bruce Wayne without his tools or whatever is going to have stand a chance even like in general with most of these uh meta humans or superhumans whatever they want to call them I think that's just kind of like his take but I get it like yeah you're like why aren't you reacting differently why are you so calm but I think he's just kind of knew like well I'm either gonna die or this yeah. has, has something to tell me um, that's interesting that you that's a good point about the lowest lane stuff that that's how he finds out I didn't like the way this scene was done. I think there was probably a better better way to have done that. Like he could have just used his super hearing powers because I think he. I mean, he has powers like Superman, if I remember correctly. I mean, he could have just been standing there as like uh, someone with their groceries by the door, you know. And then, you know what I mean? I mean, I just I just felt like damn, it ruined well, the scene. The, yeah, but I understand. But there are probably certain things he had to engage with her specifically. But How what do you know? How does he, he can't plot or plan. I mean, for the film's sake, they could have plotted or planned it. But how is he to know like, oh, I got I got to finish my noodles. Martha's going to Lois's house like right. and go like. There's no <laughs> way for him to know unless he orchestrates it himself to get the information he needs. I mean, he's a master. He's a shapeshifter. He can. do. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it makes logistically it makes sense. But scene wise is you didn't like it. You would have preferred. If it wasn't him and it actually was Martha, because yeah. tru- truly it was a heartwarming well, moment. And it just, yeah, it just kind of ruined that scene for me. I mean, yeah. in the context of, of the movie. Um, and right. then and then the whole um, Batman meets Batman Joker scene, just because 
Zack Snyder wanted to have that scene, and it's just like, it's just I don't like the dream, dream nightmare with a K. That's what they call it, a nightmare from from the original. What was it, Batman vs Superman? Yep. I get it in the context of the the Whedon verse of DCEU was that there was going to be a two and a three, Justice League two and a three, and that was the buildup was to probably lead to Lois Lane dying, Superman, you know, caving to his grief and anger because he was manipulated. Probably someone, one of my friends pointed out that maybe it was the Joker who who finagled this, but I was like, there's no way Snyder was planning that because he said he just wanted in one of his quotes. He wanted to get Batman in this universe and the Joker from this, I guess, sort of universe from Suicide Squad is the only time we saw him together in one scene. And it just felt forced. It felt stupid because I'm thinking in my head, what what can he bring to this ragtag team of people? Uh, clearly, they're at the end of their, you know, they're, they're struggling because the apocalypse, the end of the world. There is no society anymore, which is the Joker's shtick, you know, is getting people to break down their... Nor- well, at this uh, point, societal I'm norms. Just, yeah, he's just trying to survive at this point. And give but him credit. Like him? the Joker, the Joker is a genius manipulator and a genius strategist. It's true. I guess there's so, a way that could all play out. It just felt. It's just you sound like the exact conversation I had with my friends this morning. They were all like, "Well, this could have happened. Well, what about this?" And I'm like, "In the flow of the movie." It just felt kind of stupid. No, flow. Yeah, you're completely <clears throat> correct. In the flow of the movie, no, I don't. Although I said if we got a Justice League 2 and 3 where they call back to these scenes that sort of explained right. it, maybe I'd feel better about it. But I was just specifically because they're all saying, well, Joker this or the Joker this or Zach wanted this. I'm like, no, I'm talking about the fucking movie. I'm not talking about what could have right. been or what's going to happen in the flow of the damn movie. It just felt dumb and forced. And it, clearly it was forced because he said it himself. He just did it because he wanted to have them to meet and so those are my really my two biggest gripes i think you could have just cut that scene out cut the martian manhunter stuff out and you would have had a, a better movie overall and that's just my opinion i don't know shit i'm just saying that's just my opinion so okay so what was your opinion of deathstroke uh the, the deathstroke scene so i feel he should not have removed his mask and he should have had his mask on during the nightmare. They should have revealed who plays him later. Yeah, and so that's where the obviously issue comes they're up. they're leading up for more things to come. Like yeah, because that was going to be happening. he was going to be the villain in the Batman movie with Ben Affleck, and that's what that was leading up to, which never happened. Is not going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't have a problem with it. I know you already probably spent who God knows how much money on Joel Manganiello to play play him. So I guess you want to show show that off, but um, yeah, I could see both ends. I, I'm indifferent. I didn't. I don't see, see a huge issue with it. I could see. I think it could have. I'm with you on one front that yeah, it might have a bit more of an impactful effect if he just kept his mask on. But at the same time, I was like, no, no big, no big deal to me. And it sh- it wasn't even surprising, like because we knew though. We already knew it was already. That's like news. I was like that he was going to play Deathstroke. That was like the the news, right? So yeah, I know, I know. But I'm saying like, I don't know. I I didn't even like how the reveal happened. Like, oh, like I immediately knew who it was in the no, like when he's on the boat going up to the yacht. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's Deathstroke. Immediately, like I think it would have been cooler if he was talking with somebody off camera. 
and then he revealed himself. Mm. Yeah, you know? I mean, I guess so. I it would have been. I think that would have been more impactful than let me walk up the back of your deck. <laughs> yeah, like the fuck. I have something. Oh, Batman is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like he's. <laughs> Well, that was, well, like I said, that was when they, when they shot that scene, that was when they intended to do a Batman movie with Deathstroke as the villain. So that's like, at the time, it was kind of probably not as well known, you know, it was probably not as. So they're not making this film anymore. Far as I know that it's done, Ben Affleck is not playing Batman anymore. We were getting the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Um, so I don't, I think this is the end of the Snyderverse. And that then well, here's, here's the thing though, man. Like, this is one thing. This isn't even a film gripe anymore. This is an MCU, a DC gripe. EU, DC, EU, DC, DC, EU, whatever. <laughs> Be consistent. That's like, not what, but that's not what this, that's not what DC's doing though. Haven't you noticed this? Like, with the Joker and now the Batman and then Suicide Squad, one and then the, um, Birds of Birds of Prey, like those movies, sort of blend into this universe, but they really don't. It's, they don't. They're not flat. They're not doing what MCU is doing, right? Exactly. Not, so that's which not their why, plan. Which is why they're not as popular. That's a fair. I think that's a fair argument. But do you it's want? Because of, do you want it's because more? Of the inconsistency. Would it's you, because of the inconsistency that the DC EU films do not hold water as much as MCU does because. You build rapport with a character, with an actor who's playing a character a certain way, looks a certain way. You make those visual connections, and that's it. Just because a guy's wearing a fucking cowl with pointy ears, does it's not enough. It has to be the actor that has been doing it for a while. Or, or bust. So you, like Mark, you're Ham- saying... Mark, Hamill did, Mark Hamill did Joker's voice for years. Yeah. Literal years. And... He became. He made it iconic. He made it iconic. Yeah, I mean, I would. I think I. I'm with with you on that. You know, give us a little bit more of a consistent world. You know, universe versus what they what they've done. I don't think they had a good plan. I think I think they were going with Snyder's um, universe, the Snyderverse idea, until until the whole thing happened with his with his daughter. I think that was the. Yeah. I think they kind of just kind of they did not have a Kevin Feige who is you know the MCU head over there. They did not have a Kevin Feige over there. They didn't have someone with this grand ambition and great idea that can incorporate all this together. I think because even the guy that I forgot his name when Ray Fisher came out, he's no longer even heading this. Somebody else who was sort of there, he has issues with too. So they didn't. They just didn't have the plan. I'm with you. Yeah, I would. I don't. I'm. I don't want the campy family-friendly MCU, though, because we have that already with MCU. I was I like the darker tone, the the more serious DC stuff yeah. that we've, we've got, I, gotten. I remember when I first watched um, Batman v Superman, and, like, he's, like, murdering bad guys in that warehouse, like, literally, like, killing dudes. I was like, did he just kill that person? Oh, my God, guy, Batman's using guns. He's killing people. It's ruined. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, hell yeah, dude. Like, I was not I mean, like, no, that's that, that was like, I was like, 
that scene was like very important. Like Batman's like, I don't care who I kill, I need to save Martha. I need to save Superman's right. mom. Like people are so butthurt about that scene. I remember yeah. He doesn't I, yeah. he has another scene at the beginning of the movie too where he's like swacking dudes. I was yeah. like he just like broke that guy's whole neck. <laughs> like it's go- like that there's no chance he's not gonna wake up in Gotham Hospital with a huge bill. He's done. His life is over. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. There was like that scene where he like pulls that ginormous like wooden like crate and slams it on somebody with like the, the Yeah the grapple hook or whatever. And I'm like, damn, like those dudes are not waking up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those they're are dead. Those guys are dead. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I will say before we say our closing statements, so I I know this is kind of hit or miss, but I really loved Man of Steel. Like I really, no, I like Man of Steel. Yep. Okay, good. I I don't think we've ever had this conversation. So I will say that I I liked the fact that they had that giant fight in a overpopulated area because that was out of Superman's control. Remember that was a big problem people had was like he had to fight these superhuman aliens in an area where he didn't get to choose where this battlefield was at. And so, you know, just kind of like a war, you know, like it's war boils over into the civilian area. And the only thing I will say about, I always complain about the, the man of steel was a stupid tornado scene when his father's like, don't come save me because the world's not ready yet. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I'm saving you. You're my father. I'm not going to sit here and watch you die by a tornado because the world's not ready to see me as a fucking Superman. I, I hate that scene. That scene almost ruins it for me, but I do like Man of Steel overall. That's all I just want. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, when he comes out and he's like, wait. Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, dude. <laughs> and at the same time, when he's like, wait, I was like, uh, run, like, run. Like, you have the, t- run. Like, well, no, I remember his leg was jacked up. He hurt his leg. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. so he couldn't, he couldn't, he's just like, that was all set up for him to die. Whatever. Anyways, but all right, what's, um, let's get your final one thoughts. Th- one thing, one thing though, I don't know if you recall, is they took out the whole race situation at the end in Justice League because in the in the Josh Whedon he like lines up with uh, Flash in the epilogue like the outro of the film oh, and yeah. they like race yeah they yeah. cut that shit out good but yeah now if this ties back to consistency if Superman <laughs> visually could clearly is faster than or as fast as Flash he could have saved his dad and nobody would have even seen it. But it's cool. That'd be that's deal. a very that's a very good point. Maybe he just didn't have that ability yet because he was a teenager at the time. We'll just go by that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. What's your final thoughts on the movie before we close it out? Zack Snyder's Justice good. League. The anti-life equation is a fictional concept appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. Okay. Um, fourth in Jack Kirby's fourth world setting, the anti-life equation is a formula for total control total control over the minds of sentient beings. That is sought sought by Darkseid, who, for this reason, sends his forces to Earth as he believes part of the equation exists in the subconsciousness of humanity. Various comics have I have defined the equation in different ways, but a common interpretation is that the equation is a, is a mathematical proof of the futility of living. Okay. The, mo- the movie the movie was good. It's a good it's a good film. There's just little things here that I'm like I don't. I think it's because I don't have the know the knowledge of certain elements of that universe because they're foreshadowed. And then if we're not going to get more Justice League, we're not going to get any other film with any other of these superheroes. Like I'm always going to have this thing in my head. Like 
Why was Steppenwolf banished, dude? For your betrayal. I want 50,000 worlds. That's a lot, dude. Like, God. That's like hundreds of years. And well, that's if all, it all goes nothing. according to plan. And who knows what the... What is... Well, he said 50,000 worlds. But, I mean, what is time to these people? We don't know what that means. Like, it looks like it's a lot. That's true. He's, he's about That's to true. cry. He's like, oh, my God, 50,000 worlds still? You know, like... But yeah. It's always funny. That's my, my gripe when people say, oh, he's 22 years old or he's 54 years. You know, like, well, what does that mean in sci-fi movies? You know, like, well, is that Earth yeah. years? Is that Mars years? Is that mean? Like, the years yeah. is you know, kind of different for most people. But anyways... um, I will wrap this up and say I'm with you. I think I was pleasantly surprised. I really did enjoy the movie. I thought it was yeah. paced damn near perfectly well, minus a few scenes, yeah. which I wish they would have cut out. But bravo for Zack Snyder. I'm happy for this dude to finally get his vision out there. And um, and it's a vision. And it, I'm, I'm happy for fans, too, because yes. they get something that they can appreciate finally. Yeah. Regardless of the things that we said, it's all aside. I know that despite the gripes that we had i know that i still believe the film overall is insanely superior to its predecessor yes overall fast improvement go see the movie we i would say we both recommended watching it um yep really good so that being said i'm going to say goodbye to you tune in next week we have another episode coming out next week so i hope you guys enjoying the pod check out the description uh just to, to reach out to us follow us on twitter follow us on twitch do all the things josh it's always a pleasure I'll see absolutely you next week. peter yep don't be shitty